Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In the Gun, episode number 76. Ah, the Dan Moses episode of ITG. It's time to get into some Big 12 uh, predictions here. A couple other headlines as we look back at week zero as well uh, as well here, too. It is In the Gun, your new favorite WVU football podcast. I'm Wesley Euler with the best teammates in the business, the runaway beer truck, Owen Schmidt, and the signal caller, Jed Drenning. And as always, this episode of ITG brought to you in part by our friends at Bet Online, your number one source for all of your betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, college football, NFL, right around the corner, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live bets and all your favorite casino and card games available to play right on your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and get in on the action. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE when you sign up for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B L E A V at Bet Online, where the game starts. And the games started this previous week, uh, gentlemen, across, well, I shouldn't really say across college football, for a small portion of college football. This whole week zero thing, Jed, I mean, what what galaxy brain came up with week zero, all right? The, the high schools around me here in western Pennsylvania have week zero now. What are we doing? Why don't we just call it week one, week two, week zero? There's going to be a week negative one before you. Yeah, I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to do next? Week, week X, Y, and Z coming up here next. I mean, geez, Louise. Um, not the juiciest slate of games. All right. We're not going to lie to you. And there wasn't a bunch of ranked matchups or, you know, old school rivalries. Well, I guess Notre Dame and, and Navy technically is an old school rivalry. Um, that was one of the big games of the weekend. USC in action as well, too. Our guy, Rich Rodriguez, Mr. Hard Edge himself, good friend of the show, Rich Rodriguez, of course, getting that, uh, that first, uh, division one win down there at Jack state. Um, it, it, again, not the, not the juiciest slate of games, but it was college football and it's, it's, it's something. And we're getting closer to week one here, depending on how you look at it. You remember, maybe you don't, you're too young, but have you ever seen Eddie Murphy raw? Oh, and you've seen it. You I've seen Eddie Murphy raw. That, yeah, yeah. Remember the bit that Eddie Murphy did about eating the cracker when you're starving? It was the most delicious meal you ever had in your life. Well, that's kind of what week (laughs) zero feels like. We haven't seen real football since the bowls, right? So at at this point, offering up any level of competition is going to taste like a pretty good meal. And as as you're watching those games unfold over the weekend, uh, there were a couple top 25 teams, a handful of in action. And and some things that, that stood out to me, you mentioned Notre Dame Navy, of course, being played in Ireland. We talked about this in the offseason, guys. There were a handful of rules changes, uh, one of which affects the clock, okay? But that's not really where I'm going with this. There was there was a rules change that uh, it seemed to when it came down it, to make you ask yourself, is this going to put the triple option academy offenses in harm's way? And that, that rule change was if you start in the backfield by alignment, you can no longer cut a defender. Now, Owen – you can appreciate what that means, right? I mean, imagine what the impact that's going to have on one of these triple option offenses that the academy schools run. It makes life, which was already difficult, all the more difficult. If you line up in the backfield, you can't cut a defender. So what you ended up seeing was, it seemed to me, maybe a steadier diet of involving the wings in the option. Uh, Of course, there's always a steady diet of option anyway with the single back stuff, but 
but it was already hard enough for the academies from from you know for Navy we saw against Notre Dame, and and I wondered if this contributed to that. You know, as Notre Dame won going away forty two to three. Of course, it was all about Sam Hartman, 19 to 23. He did look like he looked the part, 251 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. He literally had as many touchdowns as he did in incompletions. Last year against Notre Dame, Navy ran for 255 yards with that triple option offense, five and a half yards a clip. This year, they only ran for 126 yards, 2.6 a clip. Now, you got a defensive-oriented head coach at Notre Dame, granted. And I'm sure that he spent the offseason, you know, burning the midnight oil, watching tape and getting ready for this triple option. And I'm sure that was a factor as well. But I have to wonder if maybe that rule change, you know, maybe did something about the impact that it had on Navy. But I don't know. But Notre Dame uh, looked like a pretty good football team. Navy looked like a team overmatched, as you might expect, trying to find some answers. But Owen, what do you think about that? Do you think that rule change with an offense like that had some kind of significant impact? Well, it definitely puts those teams at a disadvantage a little bit. Uh, most of the time when you are running a triple option scheme, as far as the academies goes, you are a smaller team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the cut block really yields itself, it's itself smaller type players, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, a cut block can be such an effective tool, weapon, uh, in a running back's arsenal. So it's kind of... Uh, changing the game up a little bit you know like you said you get wings more involved and that kind of thing you got to come at it different angles a little bit but um just another another rule change to uh to give the defense a sleight of hand a little bit yeah they always said that when you're playing an academy school you're gonna have bruises below the knee for the better part of the next couple weeks because you're getting cut so much but now those cuts are gonna have to come from somewhere other than the backfield but and the other game you know we'll, we'll talk about rich here in a second but uh, you know, Southern Cal, 56-28 over San Jose. Guys, to me, it looked like one of those Oklahoma teams, both the good and the bad, the explosive offense, but the lack of focus or production on the defensive side. I mean, if, if you're going to allow a Mountain West offense in San Jose in the opener, you know, gas you for 28, you, you have aspirations to be a playoff team, much less a national championship team. you got to fix some things up with Alex Grinch on the defensive side of the football. Now, one of the interesting things to me, Caleb Williams was as expected, threw for almost 300 yards, four touchdowns, was pretty flawless. I mean, that throw that he made on the bad snap for that 76-yard touch, come on. I mean, it was like a video game. It, that guy's unreal. But the guy that jumped out flashed right onto the scene, and he was so much heralded coming out of high school. They have a freshman skill guy, Zachariah Branch. He had four catches for 58 yards and a touchdown, but he also took a kickoff 96 yards to the house. He was a huge five-star recruit coming out of Bishop Gorman. And here's some perspective for you guys in terms of the level of talent with some of these large high schools out in that part of the country. Bishop Gorman, of course, is uh, out of Las Vegas. He was a 1,000-yard receiver, guys, on that Bishop Gorman team that Nico – with Hamilton High School, famously engineered that comeback against. Ooh. Yes, this kid was a receiver on that team that was on the. So business he caught he Nico's caught the ball comeback. that Nico threw up all over <laughs> that was, during, that was during that running game. back. <laughs> but uh, again, that just you kind of wonder in watching USC. I do expect maybe in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I, I checked and they got Nevada upcoming. They got Stanford upcoming. Maybe even the trip to Arizona State. If Arizona State has some things right offensively. Maybe they could threaten with that offense. I don't know, but you just you get the sense that at some point 
Uh, USC is going to encounter some issues with that defense. And then Coach Rod, you know, they held on for a big win against a, a UTEP team that's not bad. Uh, maybe some questionable play calling by Dana Demmel in the final sequence. I don't know if you guys got to catch that game. Uh, again, it was one of the only games on Saturday evening. And uh, they had a third and one and threw a fade incomplete. And they threw the football on fourth and one. You know, Jack State gets a stop, gets the win. I texted, uh, you know, Rod Smith after the game to congratulate him. Of course, they're not happy with how their offense played. That's just in the part of the coach's DNA. Uh, so there's room for improvement. But that I, I get the impression in the jump up from FCS to FBS as a Conference USA member, that's what that team's going to be in for is a dogfight each week to try and scrap out wins against, yeah. uh, you know, all of these teams on their schedule that were both teams last, last year. But, again, I, I have a handful of fun games to watch on Saturday, and those were the ones that uh, that I ended up catching some of and being able to talk about. The hard edge yeah. Yeah, hard cafe edge, was, was open for cold ones after a W. Uh, absolutely. I mean, it was great to see. I mean, obviously there's not an investment, but uh, friendship wise, you are invested with Rod a little bit. Uh, and she, I mean, honestly, it's a homecoming. If you, if I went back or uh, if really any of us went back for uh, one of his games, but uh, yeah, like you said, Jed, I mean, uh, you know, it's another step up, right? So you're now you're playing with the big boys. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do for the rest of the year. Hopefully that offense can get fired up a little bit and start clicking on all cylinders because they'll put some points up. Mm-hmm. They certainly will. Uh, one one more for you, uh, for you, Jed. You, you know, you mentioned USC. Uh, just two things there. The first, uh, Zachariah Branch, I mean, just an electric game to be a true freshman and, and have that type of game in your very first game in, in college football is crazy. A lot of Reggie Bush being thrown around, right? Reggie Hill comps, and we, even, I've heard. We, yeah. we understand. I get the Reggie Bush thing, and I like where you're going there, Jed, because that's kind of where I'm going. I get the Reggie Bush. When you see a guy moving like that in that uniform, you're just automatically conditioned, right? Reggie Bush, yeah. here comes the next Reggie. Because, I mean, just we we that uniform and a guy moving that gracefully and that elusive, it just always conjures up images of Reggie Bush. Um, I like your Tyreek Hill. How about Jalen Waddle? Like I see more Jalen Waddle yeah, in his yeah, in, yeah. in his game as too. like as just a just a a lethal return guy who's just got breakaway speed. Like Reggie was crazy crazy athletic and was pretty tw- like Reggie had breakaway speed, but he was also pretty twitchy. You know, yeah. um, some of these guys are just burner. Like they could beat Reggie in a forty yard dash, but the way that Reggie could move laterally and side to side was was just special. But um, did like seeing that from Zachariah Branch. It'll be interesting to follow his career and his freshman season. Your thing about with the defense with USC though, you're spot on. Like I, you see this a lot. Like I think Dabo Dabo Sweeney's a great example. Like Dabo Sweeney had success at Clemson and had success in his coaching career. But it wasn't until he brought Brent Venables in, right? Like a real defensive mastermind and gave somebody nasty control of that defense yeah. that, that they went to have a nasty defense and one that was good enough to get them to three national championship games and win two of those three. Na- or was it four national championship games and win two of those four, whatever it was. Like Clemson was good with Dabo Sweeney, but they weren't national championship good until, again, he – you got to kind of swallow your pride sometimes in a way and hand over the reins of your defense to to somebody who's that that's their bag. I wonder if or when Lincoln Riley is going to do that because I think he's got to do the Dabo Swinney and he's got to give control of his defense to somebody who specializes in that or 
He's always going to be really good, but you're right. They're just going to run into a team that they get into a track meet and they end up losing. And there's there's some landmines potentially in that league. Right? Oh, that league's really good when this you, year. It's ironic. It, it's ironic I mean, I in think their last built season. To win a shootout against Washington because Washington's yeah. kind of similar to them. But you could run into, I mean, Dan Lanning's a defensive oriented coach who was on Kirby Smart's defensive staff at Georgia before taking the Oregon job. So the culture in Oregon is going to be one that's that has an edge to it. But the one I really think about, you saw they fell short in Salt Lake City last year. Kyle Whittingham is a no-nonsense, physical, uh, toughness first, toughness second, toughness third guy. I bought, Like somebody asked me a couple weeks ago, uh, hey, why do you think or how do you think Utah flourishes in this modern era? Uh, I said, well, I think they're in the back, tw- back 12, and I think they're much tougher than the rest of that conference. I think they have a toughness that many of the teams in that league lack. I mean, they have an Eastern or a Southern toughness to them. Yeah. And until Lincoln Riley finds a way to fully turn things over to that kind of culture, it, it just has an Oklahoma feel. Yes, you can. It, when you're as creative and innovative as he is and populate your, your offensive lineup with the talent that he does, I mean, Caleb Williams is a generational player. Oh, right? they're going to win a lot. They're going to win a lot of so, games. But at some point, it's not going to be enough to win another shootout. Somebody's going to punch in the mouth and steal a possession because they're tougher than you. And that piece seems to be missing at least through one week in this small sample size against San Jose State. For all we know, they come out, you know, uh, they, they smother Nevada. Uh, they smother Stanford. They find some answers. They play well at Arizona State and get things right defensively. But this kind of looks like they did last year. And last year, they kind of looked like Oklahoma. Offense first, offense second, maybe kind of sort of defense, but probably offense third. Well said. It'll be interesting. Our uh, college football season is underway. Nice little appetizer for week zero, right? But now we get the uh, we get the the full entree, the full uh, course meal here as we get ready for uh, for a big opening weekend, Labor Day weekend here across college football. We're going to take a break. When we come back, if you have uh, listened to our podcast last year, I almost said through the years, like we've been doing this thing for a long time. If you listened to our podcast last season, we'd make some picks every single week, right? Uh, Owen's Beer Truck. Jed signal caller, my defense. We're going to get Skyler in on this as well, too. We'll uh, take a look at some of the Big 12 games and have some predictions and some picks for you on the other side as well. You are in the gun. For nearly 20 years, Fortis has been the nation's leader in providing guaranteed roof performance programs for commercial buildings. Fortis offers roof performance solutions that feature extensive initial and ongoing reconditioning for commercial buildings as an alternative to traditional replacement with long-term performance guarantees that are backed by global leader Lloyds of London. Fortis offers a comprehensive range of roof performance management programs that provide financial security, extend the life of our customers' roofs, and make a significant impact on ROI. Fortis is currently improving performance and increasing ROI for customers at more than 4,800 locations, with more than 140 million square feet protected, including many Fortune 500 companies that have turned to Fortis to save money, gain financial certainty, and extend the life of their existing roofs. Fortis has helped customers save more than $520 million in capital roof replacement costs for an average ROI of over 250%. To learn more, visit fortis.us.com. Fortis, roof performance and financial certainty guaranteed. For more West Virginia Mountaineer football content, be sure to follow us on Twitter at InTheGunPodcast. I'm talking with J.R. Toothman of Toothman Ford. J.R., everybody knows a lot of pro athletes buy from you. What's the secret? 
Just like Will Greer, future Hall of Famer Frank Gore, James Washington, and many more pros, these guys have financial advisors that are always looking out for them to save time and money, and that's why they always shop at Toothman Ford. And what if you're like us regular folks that don't have people giving us advice? You don't need a financial advisor. Toothman Ford will save you time and money no matter who you are. Plus, we'll buy your car even if you don't buy from us. Visit ToothmanFord.com and get a quick, instant cash offer. That sounds like a score to me. That's right. And as always, we'll take anything in trade from chicken wings to Super Bowl rings. Toothman Ford's got a lot of fans. Here's another one. QB Will Greer. This is Will Greer, former West Virginia and current NFL quarterback. And cars really do cost less than Grafton at Toothman Ford. That's a fact, Will. Thanks. You can shop online anytime at ToothmanFord.com. Let's go, Mountaineer fans. You're tuned in to In the Gun with Wes, the runaway beer truck, and the signal caller. Back in the gun here, a thank you before we give our picks to our friends at Toothman Ford. We all know cars cost less than Grafton. Make sure you're getting your butt to Grafton for all of your vehicular needs. They've got a great online inventory, uh, and they do so much for our student-athletes and NIL, so make sure you're, uh, you're supporting our friends at Toothman Ford. All right, gentlemen, it's pick time. A little refresher, right? We did this last year, but for those of you who might have uh, caught us along the way here, welcome to the party. It's a real simple concept, right? Jed's the signal caller. He's the quarterback. He picks your Big 12 quarterback of the week who's going to throw for the most yards. Oh, and he's the – which team? Yes, that's right. Sorry, last year we went with individuals. This year, just to make it easier, we're going to go with teams, and then we'll talk about some of those individuals, obviously, in the in the yep. wake there. But Jed will give you the uh, the best passing offense of the week in the uh, Big 12. Owen, of course, the beer truck himself, will give you the best rushing offense of the week in the Big 12. And then me, Mr., I guess, works for the organization that had the steel curtain. I'll go with defense of the week. And uh, and our buddy Skyler is going to pick his Big 12 offense of the week as well, too. Jed, we'll tee you up here first as well. Your signal caller offense of the week here for week one in the Big 12. Yeah, last year, Owen and I picked individuals. And, and oftentimes what would happen, like, for instance, with Owen, he might pick a back, and the next thing you know, the quarterback goes for 160 <laughs> on the same team. So I just thought it would serve us better to. Well, let's no, I pick like this. Team. I like this idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Owen will pick the team that's going to rush. I'm going to pick the team that's going to going to throw for the most, or at least uh, to the best of my estimation. Which last year wasn't very good. I finished dead last out of three. Uh, so Skyler, only one way to go is up. So that's that's for me. But uh, anyway, when you look at this week's matchups, a couple things crossed my mind. Uh, I flirted with Chandler Morris at TCU against Colorado. Uh, he didn't play that well in that opener at Colorado last year, even before he got injured. If you remember, you know, that's when Max, you know, the, the legend of Max Duggan was born. He came off the bench and, ne- and never gave the keys back up. But uh, I think what I'm going to do and looking at all these matchups, I'm going to go the offense that will throw for the most yards in week one in the Big 12. I'm going to go with Texas Tech at Wyoming. And here's my thought process there. Uh, first of all, I'm a big believer in Zach Kitley and what he did with that Texas Tech offense a year ago. He was actually able to produce three different 1,000-yard passers, but obviously what they want more ideally is one 4,000-yard passer, and they think that guy can be Tyler Shuck. Tyler Shuck, former Oregon quarterback, got dinged up for them very early in the season. If you remember, 
he went to Oregon for a reason. He was very highly recruited, a very talented kid, a very highly touted kid. So it was a big get for them when he transferred from Oregon. If they can keep him healthy, the last time they had one quarterback start every game for them throughout the course of a regular season was 2016 with Patrick Mahomes. So it's going to be incumbent upon them to keep their quarterback upright and healthy. And if they can do that with uh, Tyler Shuck, I think they got an opportunity to do, do some positive things. What they're going to be facing when they go on the road to Wyoming, again, kind of a zany, somewhat dangerous game for them. Uh, Wyoming has a D coordinator named Jay Sawville. He he does a good job from a fundamentally sound standpoint. Two years ago, uh, Wyoming's pass defense was among the national leaders. They led the Mountain West in pass defense. Uh, last year, they fell off. They dropped to eighth in the Mountain West. But here's the big thing about it. This isn't the old Mountain West. They don't get tested the way that Texas Tech is going to test them. When you look at the Mountain West, San Jose State led that league in passing with 272 a game last year. Eight of the 12 teams in the Mountain West failed to average 200 yards passing a game. So they just don't, on a regular basis, face this kind of challenge. I think that Texas Tech is going to bring to bear. Uh, and the concern I have is this. Last year, the biggest shortcoming Texas Tech had is they stumbled on the road. They were a poor road football team. They finished one and four on the road. Two games stand out at TCU. They only threw the football for 157 yards at Iowa State against John Heacock's crew. They only threw the football for 141 yards. But the two things those games had in common, no Tyler Shuck. I think Tyler Shuck will make the difference. And when you see some of the leakage that Wyoming showed last year, I think some of that's going to hold over. For instance, early in the year last year, when they faced an air raid style offense, when Phil Montgomery was at Tulsa, you know, Phil Montgomery comes from the old Art Browse Baylor styled air raid tree. He's now the coordinator at Auburn, but Tulsa threw for 460 yards on this Wyoming defense. So I think there's going to be some opportunities for Tyler Shuck, and I think Zach Kitley's going to put him in some good spots. So that's why I believe Texas Tech has an opportunity to throw for more yards in week one as an offense than any other Big 12 offense. On the road up there in Laramie, huh? Jed, you're on underestimating those those rabid Wyoming fans. They're going to come it's in on concern. bucking Broncos right up into up into Laramie and ready to ready to battle. It's not a layup. <laughs> no, that's that's a good pick. I like your reasoning there. That that makes a lot of sense. I think it does. We will uh we'll mark down Texas Tech for Jed and we will revisit next week. Obviously, it's time for your runaway beer truck of the week. Owen, which team in the Big 12 is going to rush for the most yards this weekend? I went with the Sooners playing Arkansas State. They got some, uh, obviously, Eric Gray, uh, who did well for them last year, departed. He's now a, uh, he's now in New York. So they have some, uh, they have some good stuff coming back. Barnes um, and a couple other guys, a, a transfer from Oregon. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to butcher these guys' names because honestly, uh, <laughs> I do them a disservice. Nice but for real, uh, but uh, I think coming back this year, they're playing Arkansas State as a tune-up game. I think uh, what I've seen, what I've read, um, they're going to lean heavy on the offense this year. This, they got some guys that can really, um, you know, like we said, they have the speed on the ground. So we'll see what happens. I'm going with the Sooners. Oh, and the last time Arkansas State was on the field, Troy gashed him for 268 on the ground in the last game of last year. So they, they struggled solid pick. last year. I think it's a solid pick. Yep, they're solid they're pick. Wolfpack, right? Arkansas State? Yep. 
Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long day to be a wolf pack out there, yep. Norman. That's all I gotta say. It's a solid pick, Big O. Listen, Oklahoma, I feel like it's always a good pick in rushing conversations. I mean, that's a big part of what they do. Um, and I think uh that defense uh there is uh is ripe for the picking for Arkansas State. Before I give you my defense of the week, our guy Skyler. Uh, he went with UCF as the Big 12 Offense of the Week, UCF hosting Kent State. Those boys, of course, from Ohio. Uh, that one is on Thursday night, so we get a little uh, we get a little early action there, early doors. Uh, Thursday night, 7 o'clock on FS1, UCF hosting Kent State. Uh, Skyler going with uh, Central Florida as his Big 12 Offense of the Week. Hmm. I... You know, boys, I thought about going with the game that was on Friday night, Kansas. We've talked a lot about how high-powered that offense could be. They're playing Missouri State as well, too, at home on Friday night. I thought about that, but I'm going to go with Kansas State as uh, as uh, as my – or sorry, I said I said offense there. I'm, I'm all discombobulated. Skyler took UCF as offense. I'm talking about defense. I'm going to go with Kansas State. Uh, they are hosting Southeastern Missouri State, and uh, the Southeastern Missouri State uh, University mascot is the Red Hawks, and it's going to be a long night to be a Red Hawk. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those you know Power Five programs against a uh, against a um, an FCS school. Um, I just think Kansas State uh, they bring back a good amount from last year. They are one of those teams that yeah, Texas seems to be the proverbial pick to win the big 12 by most people, but Kansas state, a very popular pick right on their heels as well too. Um, and they just, they're always a stingy defense, man. Every year the players change, the coaching staff changes from time to time. Um, but it just always feels like Kansas state is tough to move the ball on tough to score points against They're stingy. When you combine that with the fact that they're against a lesser opponent and they're at home and it's week one, uh, where defenses usually tend to have a little bit more success. I'm going with K-State is my defense of the week, baby. Jed, you're grinning over there. What's 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 so funny, huh? What's funny is 10 years ago, Kansas State opened the season famously against an FCS team and lost, and that was North Dakota State. They did. Well, guess, right. who the, guess who the D coordinator for North Dakota State was? Oh, Chris no. Kleiman. Chris okay. Kleiman, the head <laughs> coach pretty, of K-State. That ain't happening again. So no. Chris Kleiman is not going to let that happen on his watch. I think that's is that a great ten years ago, really? Jeez. Ten years ago, believe it or not. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Was was that Carson Wentz at North Dakota State, or was that before Carson Wentz? I think it was before Carson. I didn't okay. think about that. That sounds right because yeah, because he would have been sixteen was his rookie year. So yeah, yeah that would have yeah, been yeah. That that would have been a little beforehand. So there you have it. There's our picks. Uh, Jed going with Texas Tech for passing offense. Owen going with Oklahoma for rushing offense. Skyler, his inaugural pick here in the gun. He goes with the uh, the newcomers, UCF at home against Kent State for your offense of the week. And uh, I will take Kansas State hosting Southeast Missouri State as your Big 12 defense of the week. Believe. Let's walk him through that again. Wes. Yeah, but real quick, Jed, before we do that and we, and we tell everybody about the Navigating Podcast channel okay. and uh, we say our tearful goodbyes and all that stuff, just remind me real quick, who won our pick'em competition last season? It sure wouldn't be. I'd have been happy to finish second. Oh, <laughs> oh big O, buddy. I I uh I finished second. Okay. <laughs> oh, that must have mean that yours hey, truly won, won the whole thing. I'll tell you what though, Owen, we should have done some like you know, like the best fantasy football leagues are not the ones that give big prizes to the winner. They're the ones that do degrading things to the guy who finishes last. We should have had some punishment for Jed, like he finished yeah. last last year, you know. This you is a good sit- year to start that. 
you got to sit yeah, in the water. Yeah, you should have had to, like, sit, sit on, like, a jello like tray or something yeah like that. sit have a have a have a waffle for a whole episode. every every hour for 24 straight hours let me write for that down whole, yeah for a whole recording we're gonna make you sit on a jello tray a jello tray okay yeah i'm gonna bicycle with no seat oh geez whoa i don't oh, know no. i mean I <laughs> come just, on come on I the jello tray was enough Okay, <laughs> but we will obviously we'll keep track of this this year. It'll be fun too. We got Skyler in the fold now, so we'll have four of us, and we'll see how we uh, we do throughout this season. Maybe at some point we'll decide. It's not gonna be me this year. So you Ooh, guys you hear whoa, that, Ellen? Calling my not hey, last place hey, shot hey, there. So hey, look who's coming yeah. to talk some Schmidt, huh? Okay, buddy. oh yeah, talking some Schmidt, hey, some big third time place Schmidt. Bust baby, third place or bust Flint <laughs> Flint Megabolt Flint Megabolt. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it. Um, there's our uh, our Big 12 pick them for, uh, for this week one edition. Obviously, we've got plenty more coming at you this week. We'll have our Penn State preview right around the corner. In depth, we, very in depth. Yeah. Very in depth. And obviously, uh, we're going to, Jed, going to talk to Phil Steele as well, too. Our first conversation with one of the czars of college football. So it's been a fun week so far. We got a lot more good stuff coming for you to make sure that you are not missing anything. We're going to continue to remind you this for the next month or so. We have two different podcast feeds, right? One that's under my name. If you go to Apple Music or Spotify, it's in the gun. It's our logo, our white logo. And it says like by or, or author Wes, Wes Euler, right? And then the other is our Believe podcast feed. The logo there is Owen hurtling the poor soul from Rutgers, Devin McCourty. We'll, we'll leave his name out. The poor soul from Rutgers that Owen hurtled there back in the Big East days. That's the one that's going to live in eternity, to live in perpetuity. So make sure you're subscribing to the Believe feed. It's the one that, that Skylar does such a good job of sharing. So if you go to our tweets, if you go to our posts, and you click on that and follow through there, it will take you to the right feed. But again, make sure you're subscribed to the In the Gun podcast feed that has the picture of Owen uh, leaping Rutgers there because that is the one long-term that we will be using. The other one will be eventually uh, going away. So we want to continue to remind you guys of that as we uh, you know, try and grandfather this thing in. But also, as always, just watch, just watch on YouTube as well, too. You get all the cool I'll tell graphics. You what those numbers that, are the membership's climbing quickly. Yeah. Jed, I tell you what, you, man, your Manny Diaz Neil Brown episode. I mean, you were getting some love from Happy Valley, I tell you. They were like, hey, guys, this is great. If you haven't seen it, it's it's I think our highest downloaded episode since we started. The defensive previews right up there. So there's an appetite for football right now. So thank you there guys. Certainly uh, spread is. the there word. Certainly Be is. an ear telling ear, just like we say. Be an ear telling ear about your new the favorite word. WVU football podcast. And uh, yes, if you're watching on YouTube, you're good. No changes. You get all of our graphics on our beautiful faces as well too here. Um, but if you are someone who likes to listen in the car while you're driving or, or you're, you know, you're working out, whatever, uh, make sure you're subscribing to the believe feed. Uh, because eventually that other one will be going away. So that will do it for us today, but we're not going away this week. Again, our conversation with Phil Steele upcoming and uh, our full Penn State preview as well, too. One more time, be in here and tell in here about your new favorite WV football podcast. Make sure you're following along with us uh, on all your different social media channels at In The Gun Podcast. Thanks to our guy Skyler for putting this together as always. Uh, for the best teammates in the business, Jed Drenning, the signal caller, and Owen Schmidt, the runaway beer truck, I'm Wesley Euler. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon again this week. You've been in the gun.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.